You're listening to Navid Musa of The Mindset Movement. Good day, good people. My name is Navid Musa. I'm the and always for The Mindset Movement the podcast. Uh, each and every week, we do our best to bring you guys value, and that is through education, through, through our experiences, life, uh, work, business, and so on and so forth. Um, we talked about uh, the introduction of your IRA and crypto last week. So this week, we're going to go get right into it. Um, we left off in regards to, we touched into regulations very, very briefly. And so we're going to talk about regulations today. And there's another section of onshore and offshore. But I do know, um, I want it before you guys go, and thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Brittany Melville from Next Generation and Jack Malpass from Next Generation. Uh, I know you guys have to get going. Um, so we, but just before you did, I wanted to say thank you very much for your time. Uh, and you guys can um, I'm definitely, the listeners, check them out. You know, Next Generation Trust uh, based on New Jersey. Um, my investors use them all the time for the IRAs, not financial advice. No, it's just a shameless plug that they basically, uh, they take care of me. It's customer service. That's the reason why they do it. Um, I love picking up the phone and actually getting a human being and not a robot. I love sending an email and getting a response within a very timely fashion, like within 24 minutes, not 24 hours. So that's the really good thing about, about Next Generation. So I know you guys had to go, but just a few words before you guys signed off and then, and then I promise won't bug you anymore. Good, thanks, Navid. Yeah, we just want to say thanks again for having us. Um, we're, we're always here to provide more education and we hope um, the listeners got some value out of the crypto IRA discussion. Absolutely, absolutely. And we will have the contact information, guys. Uh, so if you go on the YouTube page, the contact information is, is going to be there. Um, you can also email info at navimusa.com. That's info at navimusa.com uh, to get Brittany and Jack's information. Uh, Jack? Uh, thanks again, Navid, for your, your time, for the podcast. Um, like Brittany said, we're here to educate you, help you out any way we can. Uh, and you have our contact information. Give us a call. Right. John, I'd like to thank you too. Good seeing you again. Always a pleasure. Likewise. Yeah, Brittany and Jack, thank you so much. Um, just want to highlight that Next Generation has been a great partner with ErisX. So thank you. I was going to say the same just now is that we, we do have mutual clients with ErisX. So we want to thank Perfect. John and his team as well. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I will I will let you go. I won't bug you anymore until, well, until tomorrow, Brittany, I'm sure we're going to bug you about something. <laughs> All right. Well, Take bye. care, guys. Thank you so much. All right. See ya. Bye. Take care. All right. So then it looks like there was two. <laughs> to say table for two. That's it. Right. So guys, we, we touched on custodian, custodian oversight. Last episode, we talked about direct versus LC. Now we're going to talk about regulations. This crypto space, John, as you know, better than 10 times better than I do, is moving so fast. And um, as we had talked about briefly, you know, off camera, off, off the meeting was, um, you know, at the time of this discussion, President Biden is looking at an executive order for crypto. So we have no clue what that's even going to be about, right? Um, but we can't control that. We're going to control what's in front of us right now. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the controls that governments are putting on the regulation that they're putting on. Let's let's. I'm mm -hmm. going to let you have the mic and uh, and let you educate us on that. Perfect. Thanks, Naveed. I, I think that something that the audience should should think about when they're thinking about regulation everybody seems to probably be turned off by that like oh that's a bad thing but actually it's a good thing because we want clarity we want to have a, understand a framework an expectation that the government federal on the state level what they expect of us within the crypto sphere like what they expect in that universe and i, and I 
I welcome it, to be honest with you, regulation to the space, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, most of you, your audience has probably just recently seen news that's coming out right now about President Biden's executive order and how they're looking to regulate cryptocurrencies. And he's got a team of people that are they're investigating it, looking at it from the best angle. And also, you know, some of the articles I've been reading is they're looking to champion a certain individual that'll have oversight. And that oversight could carry over into different groups like the SEC, the CFTC, um, you know, FinCEN and so forth. So the executive order, there's more to come out on it. But the fact that the, the, uh, the president and also different federal regulatory bodies are looking at crypto is a good thing. Because when that happens too, institutions, the larger organizations that we know feel more comfortable entering yes. into the space. Yes, That Thank is you. what's key. Mm -hmm. Yes. And not to interrupt you, but I think that's that's huge because you have so many people out there saying, ah, it's fake. It's going to go. It's going to go here. It goes zero. It's not going to last and stuff like that. When you're regulating something, you've caught the attention. When you start regulating things, you've caught the attention of the federal government. You've caught That means, hey, it's going to be around for a bit. So mm -hmm. is it going to skyrocket to whatever? I have no clue, but it's not a flash in the pants. It's not. It's something that's going to be here for a bit. So thank you for saying that. That's a, that's a very good point. Because you, like you said, when people are regulations, they're like, oh, someone they want to control my money. How much money I can make? Listen, if you want to go on that tangent, you go on that tangent by yourself. At the end of the day, regulations are in place. And I agree with you 100%. I want to know where's the box I can play in. Absolutely. I want to know in that box. So let, let's, you know, so I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but I just want no, to. I, no, I, I, we're on the same point. page and in an agreement, right. you know, that uh, regulation leads to greater adoption. And that's where we, you know, we've watched this space evolve and it's only going to improve from here once we have a framework to work with. So, yeah, so with that being said, yeah, go, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, with that being said, I was just going to say, you know, the way that we approach uh, the regulatory space. So we've taken it from a slightly different approach in the sense that we, I almost talk about it like that we, we've almost gone overly regulated but there's no such thing as overly <laughs> regulated but what i mean by that is the fact that we've actually gone out and obtained a dcm and a dco what does that mean that means that we went to the cftc and petitioned them to operate a futures exchange we've also petitioned them to be able to clear futures trades those two licenses are based on the federal level we've also um are working with fincen and we have a we're registered with fincen to prevent against any kind of um you know the department of treasury to prevent against any anti-money laundering. And then lastly, which is a, is a large lift, but we actually went out to all of the states and got the money transfer licenses. What's a money transfer license? It just basically allows you to move monies across state lines. And there's 51 of them. And one of the more difficult to obtain is the New York Bit license, which we've done and we've held for the last couple of years. But I would say over the last year and a half, I, I don't think, I can't think of, or if there might be possibly only one of the firm that's actually been approved for this bit license. So nice. the point I'm trying to state is we're very regulated. And if you're going to look at maybe some of the other exchanges in the space, we're different. And how are we different? It ties back to that DCO and that DCM. If you're going to look at, let's say, a Coinbase, a Kraken, or a Gemini, they're purely focused on spot. They don't have a futures business. They're starting to try to get into a futures mm -hmm, business mm -hmm. with a recent acquisition that Coinbase made but they're not necessarily there yet. If you look at the CME and you look at ICE is backed, that is a cash settled future and a physically settled future. The beauty of what we're doing right now 
is we actually marry the two of them on the same platform. So you've got spot and futures, and then there's other hedging opportunities and a basis trade possibility that you could use between the two markets. That's so can you, let's go back. You had talked about um, like Coinbase was on spot and not on futures, right? Can you kind of elaborate on a little bit? Because just in case some of the listeners don't understand that, um, what that exactly means. Yeah, of course. So what basically what you're doing with spot is you're basically saying that I'm willing to purchase Bitcoin at a specific price at a specific time. A futures product means that you're taking a bet or a, I shouldn't say bet. You are assuming that the price of that product will be a certain price into the future. So you're locking in the price today. And there could be people on the other side of that transaction that might think that that price might decline or increase. It kind of ties back, if you're going to think about it, with, uh, let's say, oil futures or the farmers with their wheat. You know, uh, a farmer is going, to want, is going to have a wheat crop. He needs to get a certain amount per bushel. That's what it costs for him to maintain, till the land, bring it to market. He needs to lock into that price. Well, there could be a speculator. That speculator could think, you know what? It's been a harsh uh, season, harsh winter. I think there's going to be a low crop. I'm going to buy the future thinking that the price will increase over time. Yeah. So that basically parallels exactly into crypto with futures. You have an anticipation of where you think that through to certain market events, where that price will go either up or down. Yeah. So if you're someone listening to this and you're into the stocks, it's no different. Futures are futures. Exactly. Exact same concept. No different stuff like that. Uh, What's that movie with Eddie Murphy? And Dan Aykroyd back in the day. Trading uh, places. Trading places. They're on the it. New York Mercantile Exchange. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yep. The futures of OJ. That's what, that's what we're kind of looking at, right? But you touched on a great point, Avi, because things, the, the, the futures on OJ is a commodity. And that's exactly why we believe that crypto falls under the CFTC because it's viewed as a commodity. And oh, it falls under that okay. regulatory body versus the SEC, where you find equities being registered with and broker dealers and so forth. All right, so now in, in the world of regulations, and I'm not gonna hold you to this, and again, this isn't financial advice. Yeah, of course. Um, where, do you, where do you think, where do you see it headed towards? Do you see any kind of loosening up? Do you see it tightening up? Do you see that this is pretty much the status quo on what, what you see right now? What do you, if you had to guess magic ball Five years down the road, what do you think of regulations? How? I think that regulation will strengthen. And I think that a great example of that, which I'll touch on probably in a little bit, is think about the Bitcoin ETF that just came out. You know, there's been all different groups that have been trying to launch an ETF for the longest period of time uh, based on crypto. You've got uh, closed end funds like GBTC that your audience might buy in their 401k or in their brokerage account, but a pure ETF hasn't, we've launched one, but it's really based off of the futures price, not the underlying price. I think that as we see these advancements in regulation, we could see the adoption of a crypt, of, a, of a Bitcoin future or a crypto future, let's say based off of Ethereum, an ETF, I should say, not future, a Bitcoin ETF or an Ethereum ETF where people could easily buy that in their investment accounts. But for that underlying, it to be based on the underlying, we need advancements within the regulation and with the regulator to understand. So kind of tying back to Brittany, it really does come down to education. So yeah. that's why we try to work so closely with the regulators to educate them and 
to bring them into the fold. Do you think some of these uh, regulators or regulations, uh, or both, I guess you can say, are still learning all the nuances that uh, the blockchain tech can do and crypto can do? Um, or do you think, hey, this is pretty much it now is just seeing kind of what, what they experience? The key is really education and, and the regulators, you know, it, it's unfortunately they're, it's trial by fire and they're, they're, <laughs> they're putting them, you know, they're putting themselves in a position where they're being forced to learn the space at a relatively quick clip. But I think that another challenge for the regulator too is the fragmentation of the marketplace. So you're trying to monitor, let's say, prices and executions and make sure there's no bad actors. But technically, it's kept with the, the regulators are kept within the walls of the United States. So how do you really have oversight? And this is where ah, they, the challenge is, too. Okay, you know, you've got a Binance in Asia or, you know, a Huawei, and you've got participants doing certain activities there that aren't allowed to do here in the U.S. And that is, a you know, I don't, I don't think that the the public understands that challenge that they face. Yeah, no, and not to be rude, but sometimes the public doesn't care about that challenge, right? They're like, hey, that's not my problem. No, yeah. That, that's your job. You're the regulator. You're the person in this field. You you just tell us what we can do and stuff like that. And we'll just kind of do it. I think part of it also stems from, in my opinion, John, is that um, crypto was considered a joke for such a long time, right? Like I remember when it was 10 grand and 11 grand, and I was like, you got to get it. Well, look at the story like, about the guy that bought the pizza. Everybody oh, knows yeah, yeah, that exactly. Story. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's the thing, like no one took it seriously. And I remember going to lunch a couple of guys, a couple other investors, and just two of us were like, you got to get, and everyone just adds a joke. And then it tanked. It went from like 20 to 10 to five or something like that. And like, I told you it was this joke. I was like, no, just I'm telling you, you know, but now it's holy crap. You know, but think about it. At one point in time, it was at 10 grand and people were laughing. You know, like, oh, that's it, that's it. This is hovering around forty thousand dollars now. Big, the big, the big guy, Bitcoin, it's hovering at 38 to dip, thirty-seven to dip. Yeah. Right? Think about it, five thousand dollars was a dip. We're now at sevenfold it at being a dip. So think of, get to just look at that there, you know. And I think, and I personally just believe that some of the regulations and rules that are now putting in place were kind of like, oh crap, we got caught with our pants down. So now we're doing reactionary regulations than proactionary regulation stuff um so well, um, I think about this, Avi, just to, yeah. to make you make you think about you know we talk about the etfs we talk about regulation we talk about the united states and being kept within the walls of the united states if you have an etf you're going to want to base it off of some reference price that's where you're coming absolutely. up with the price right yep. well it's when you're looking at the reference price for an etf you can only really base it off of the exchanges in the U.S. because those are regulated by federal, you know, federal agencies here in the U.S. So that's the challenge. Like, what if there's a reference price that could be used at Binance or these other organizations throughout South America or Asia? That's the challenge that people don't understand. Is my point that I'm trying to say. No, and then I, you I, I go it. to go back to your point about the movement and the volatility. Think about it. I, I've been in crypto for quite some time. I've been through crypto winter. I watched my investment go from 19,000 down to 65, 6,600. I felt all the air come out of my balloon and be like, oh, what a gut punch. But that was, let's say, that's a 60, 70% retracement. Well, right. we hit 68, 69. We're now at 38. We're almost at 
uh, we're a 45% retracement, which is healthy. People, nobody wants the, as much as you don't want that happening in your portfolio, it's healthy. You know, it lets people exit positions, take some wins off the table. It brings new people back into the fold. It's a good thing. And I think that this, this, where we are right now, and I'm not an expert, I'm not an analyst, but I think we're in a good spot where we can actually start to get some runway from here. Yeah. And and your point was dead on, John. It was like, you're going at that. We were at 69, 70,000. I mean, we we retraced back to that 38, 39 and stuff like that. We were at 20, we retraced back to five, right? Then we were going to 30, we chased back. So that new ceiling is just getting higher and higher every single time and stuff like that. And I think that's what people need to understand is that I said this in in the first episode, I said this in in the very first series we did at, at the novice, uh, the discussions we had around the overview of crypto and, and, and NFTs and stuff. It's just still early enough. I don't care how old you are. I'm 47 years old, you know? So at, at my age, I still think I'm young personally. And I still think I have a lot of opportunity. And I'm hoping that whoever's listening to this, you guys realize you guys still have opportunity to get into this stuff. Don't think, oh, it, it, it was a 69. Now it's down to 39. I forget it's done. That's the same people who said when they hit 20 and went down to five. And now look at it. So you got to keep that in mind. Look, if, if there's a there's a, a commercial came under the Super Bowl and the guy was like, I'm a millionaire. I'm not a millionaire. I'm a millionaire, not right. And that's exactly how it is and stuff like that. Look, this isn't for everybody, right? If you got a got a heart condition, this may not be for you or something like that. Because it's well, I, mean, I, I think like they that. the I think that some of the people get confused when they think of a Bitcoin too. Is oh my goodness, I got to buy a full Bitcoin at thirty eight thousand dollars. That's a huge. That's a huge risk. Well, no, it, the yes. beauty of the product is the fact that it goes out eight or nine decimal places. So when they were creating Bitcoin, they were looking at it from long-term standpoint, where if this thing is trading in the hundreds of thousands of dollars and I want to buy a cup of coffee with my Bitcoin, I can do that because it's going to go to a fraction of a fraction of the Bitcoin. And that's the beauty of it. You could come in and buy $20, $50 worth of Bitcoin and you could say, I have Bitcoin, I own it. And then you could build off of it from there. Yeah, the way I tell people all the time is I was like, if you take 10 cents to 10, a dime, a dime is always going to be a dime. It's not going to be, not going to be a quarter. It's not going to be a dollar bill. It'll just always be that dime where if you put, you know, if you put $10 in and you buy $10 with a Bitcoin, turn on with Bitcoin, that 20 bucks could be 23, 24, 27, 28, over some time Absolutely. and stuff like that, right? So it, the the versatility um, of of crypto, I think is is something that doesn't get mentioned enough uh in, in my opinion because of that like oh bitcoin's 39 ethereum's 27 you know so on and so forth i don't got that kind of money you don't need that kind of money you don't need to have that kind of money to still invest into it that's the beauty absolutely you know so um now you had mentioned a couple of times like you know uh about about pricing points and how you know you look at south america stuff like that so that's going to go into our onshore offshore discussion Right, because mm-hmm. that's that that's the involvement. I mean, we, we've all seen movies, right? Oh, put, put your money in the Bahamas, put your money over in the Virgin Islands, stuff like that, right? In these these uh in the movies where the bad guy keeps their money off account and stuff like that. Well, those movies come from part of reality too, right? And the reality is is that we live in a society right now that's starting to embrace crypto, and the regulators are also now gotten away from it, so they're doing their stuff, and that also means that we have decentralized coins which means all over the world right so um we're going to wrap this episode up in regards to regulations and next week we're going to come back we're going to talk about 
onshore and offshore when it comes to how, how Erisex uh, and, and their strategies and, and how they, they basically handle those kind of questions. So um, John, don't go anywhere. Absolutely. Um, right back, stuff like that. We're going to go and we're going to wrap it up with, with the onshore, offshore and stuff like that and an overview of, of what we have here. So um, uh, thanks for joining us. Like I said, but uh, John, you, you hold tight. Uh, guys, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. And each and every week on the show, saying the same thing. Just do right by the client. Just do right by the client. Everything else will fall into place, I promise you. And sometimes that's you. Do right by yourself. Do right by you. Take care of yourself. Take care of the client. Take care of you. And everything else will fall into place. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Be safe out there. And I'll see you guys next week.